Want to assemble a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet who I think can do some good. They're bad guys. Exactly. And if anything goes wrong, we blame them. We have built undeniability. What makes you think you can control them? Welcome to the Athea Genius Podcast. I need a minute of 2017. After 2016, everyone was like, I mean, what the fuck else could happen? Everyone thought 2017 was coming next. Was that it? At the end of the year? Okay, that was a dumb now thing, wasn't it? Fuck, I can't believe I walked right into that. I walked right into one of those dumb now jokes. When are we going to have a soundboard where you could we could get like a strange, you know, you could get a lose a game show sound or I could get something to celebrate me dropping a terrible stale joke. Stale jokes, wait. Yes. Stale, why do you think they're so good? I don't you know think what? they're good. You know what should be added? Now, stale jokes. Okay, but why is... Shut up. Why is it only a talent for you to deliver a good joke? Why is delivering a bad joke not a talent? So you think that being bad at something... Should yes, be, if you should be awarded. If we celebrate the proficiency of someone being great at something, up, does it not take equal effort Ladies to be as bad? That is what is emblematic of 2017. People wanting credit for sucking at life. Yeah, that is 2017 right uh, there. A lot of those people succeeded. A lot of those people won 2017. Like, let's be honest. All right. So, if you're new to this, every year, 10th year seniors, we do a year end bracket. The first year we did it, we almost ended 10th year seniors. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was <laughs> It was rough. Uh, were very upset. Andrew had a trident. I was. <laughs> I stabbed the guy. Yeah. So, I feel like John ran over someone in a car at some point. Me and John didn't talk for like a week after. It was tough. It was tough. Like trying to get the graphics, trying to decide on who would win, yeah. uh, who who gets to decide who moves on. It definitely felt, at times, like a dictatorship. Yes. <laughs> Listen. I- if you want to decide who wins, then you come up with a bracket idea. Remember when we were like, okay, if you state your case and you win, then you can move on? And then everyone was like, no, 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 no it's no, just no, not no, going to no, work. No, no, this, you can't do this. Ape don't kill ape. You're Trying just... to get all the niggas to add to uh, Jesus uh, an Christ, article. That's always a fucking deal. Anyway, let's let's get back to 2017. So, so after, after 2016, Trump had won. He was in office. The Bahamas had an election coming up. The inauguration was on the way. It was the end of Obama being the president of the world. Putin was riding on his high horse. And everyone else was like, I mean, what could possibly go wrong? And we all said everything. Did everything go wrong or just some things went wrong? Um, I think blowing 3-1 leads kind of set the tone for what was to come in 17. As we know, blowing 3-1 leads was a big thing on the 2016 bracket. Definitely, It yeah. continued in 2017. Uh, the Patriots... Uh, and what they did to the Falcons, yeah, what, hap- what happened with Hillary, that carried over into 2017 for, you can argue, what happened at the F&M Red Wedding. So I think that... Is that where you want to start, the F&M Red Wedding? Yeah, we can start there. We That's started the F&M Red Wedding, because we, we'll get to Trump. Come on, you guys. Yeah, I mean, he, he listen, he had all of 2016. I know he Brown had shit, much yeah. of 2017 so far, but we're going to give it to someone else for right now because you could really... The thing about Trump is, and he covers such a wide range of topics, you could really weave him into any part of any conversation because he's going to come up du- during monoculture. He's going to come up during uh, protests and Kaepernick. He's going to come up in Antifa. He's going to come up with like six or th- seven things we have on this list. So let's start, start off with the Red Wedding. So the Red Wedding... 
The PLP were confident going into the election. Can, can you play the Reigns of Castamere in the yes, background as I will. we talk about this? I will. Right, as you. the entire time we talk about the Red Wedding, Reigns of Castamere will thank play. You. Appreciate that. So, you know, in the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones, the Starks went to have dinner with the Freys. Um, Rob Stark was betrothed to one of the Freys. He had betrayed her, get some other girl pregnant, shows up just to be like, oh, here's my uncle. He can marry one of your sisters. And the Freys, along with the Lannisters, who pay their debts, killed every member of the Stark family in attendance. And they sent their regards. Like, they didn't just kill the important people and allowed some people to get away. They they wrecked the whole scene. They cleared a set. Like that, that is exactly what the FNM did. It's what they did in Cuban, the House of Assembly. Cuban Minnes sends his regard. They he said to Perry Christie, he sent that on a note as he lost it up. Uh, did he send his regards? Because Hubert Minnis, in this scenario, I don't think he's Tywin Lannister. He's not Tywin. <laughs> Someone has to be Tywin Lannister, and it has to be him. I think. I know you don't want it to be him, but it's him. I think Tywin Lannister is the other Hubert. Hmm. I see what you're saying. So, wait, what does that make Minnis? Joffrey? No. Yeah. He is kind of Joffrey, Joffrey. dog. Like, he is Joffrey. I don't know. Like, this past week, he kind of broke bad, and he turned Trump when he went all anti-media. Why do we mirror every goddamn thing the U.S. does? I mean, come on. So, like, it's but like he's... even saying that about the FNM's entire campaign, about how they were calling things fake news and... It's like propaganda. these niggas wake up, and they watch MSNBC, and they just decide, well, that sounded really good. I saw people respond well to that. I shall say that as well. But anyway, Red Wedding. So, they was there slogan was the people's time is a great bit of marketing because the populist message wasn't just spreading in america it's spreading all over the world in every election in 2016 carried over into 2017 people's time still buffering though you know what's amazing about that as well um they were able to flip the script and come off with the populist message but historically speaking the plp has always been the populist party like it's never it's never been the fnm yeah, but see, the PLP had, like, such a run of getting away with, like, just blatant corruption that they just could be like, all right, like, listen, well, we could run. And people, like, this is this is what I don't understand about this country, right? Like, you could be a part this of... This is it? No. No, because no, then <laughs> this is emblematic of a lot of things. Because, like, you could be a part of a set and not ride with everything that they do. Yes. So, like... It happens could, to me on Fridays. It happens to us every time fucking Andrew writes an article. We'd be like... Yeah, that's our nigga, but that don't mean we rock with him or agree with all those opinions. Yeah, like, we don't yeah, care about we, this stuff he writes about gals. We don't. Yeah, we could be like, yeah, that was a little, like, narrow-minded, like, but he knows that. We addressed that. We said that to him. But, like, did anyone in the PLP say, like, them niggas shouldn't do that? Like, maybe it would have saved the party. Maybe it would have made for a better, closer election, but, like, nah, that didn't happen. I don't think anyone... And they a... got washed away, and if they still don't believe that, will they ever be able to come back, or will this just be, like, cyclical, like Fred Mitchell said on this podcast? I don't think anyone in a position of power said it, or yeah. any anyone whose message would resonate. It may have been an underling. It's like when, after the fact, when Chester Cooper came out, and he pretty much went... He reversed feel on everything that they were saying they were saying before. He was like, you know, we need to exercise some of these demons of the past. We have to approach this thing in a completely different different way. And a lot of the older members of the party kind of took offense to that. And a lot of them kind of distanced themselves, if not outright opposed what he was saying. So you you had they had a split within themselves and you know what? It seemed like the perfect opportunity for a younger generation to step up and fill fill a void 
because after you after you lose that badly obviously you have to do something different right. it calls for a drastic change you can't continue down the same line of thinking you can't run the same plays that just caused you a blowout but during the convention time you pretty much keep in a more of the same regime so you didn't switch up your playbook aren't aren't you still running the same plays you can't be running the same plays the same year little pump has the number one song in the country like it like i don't know and uh joey gaskins brought this up when we were on the podcast like this election was a, take it away from the plp and just take it to the electorate right this was a perfect opportunity for the millennials to really be radical about some shit and really turn the whole process on his head. But, but I mean, still we didn't, we didn't do anything. We just did the same thing. We did the same thing. The older generation did in 97 when, when you had the last blowout that was this you bad. You say you fed up, you do a couple marches, you vote them niggas out. And then what happens? Everyone gets back to their normal lives. The, the people's time don't look like the people's time no more. They say, Hey, let's go pay these ministers some more. Yes. It's a complete opposite position of what we held before, but now we gonna do that um did they steal money from the hurricane fund no nah, they didn't do that the money's in the consolidated fund i know that money it's it's there but we could lock these niggas up for corruption though like five or six of them we'll make a big show of it is anyone gonna go to jail or is that just gonna be like a publicity thing yeah was i mean and it it just already comes off as so disingenuous everything that they said on the stump on the stump and it's as if the honeymoon is over already because you had they spoke out so, 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 they were so staunch against any raises when the PLP brought it up. But within six months, you go for it already. Two of which I feel like they had on vacation anyway. I feel like the niggas work for a month, if you ask me. The niggas yeah. is working for like 45 days. Yeah, yeah. For a sure. little more than a month. Sure, and then sure. you go for the raise then. The entire time, one of the things that you said on the stump was where the VAT money gone. That was the big thing, right? That was the thing to say because intellectuals could could say it and even somebody that has no idea what they're talking about that's an easy thing for them to say and that's something that I would mean, resonate they was fucking good at slogans yeah they were they really good really good where the vat money gone where the money gone but the, people's time the entire the time that the plp was saying is in the consolidated fund the fnm was like and then when when you're now in control of this, you say, well, I have no reason to believe that the PLB was lying. It's clearly it was in the consolidated fund. We tried to tell you all that. No one was listening to us. We were just saying that we were going to be better. Y'all listen to all our mumbling? Why y'all listen to our mumbling? Speaking of mumbling, let's get to him. Speaking of great slogans, make America great again. I just didn't want to lead off the podcast with this man. Yeah, but like, fuck, what a year. Like, if you had a year of incompetence right it would have to be i've had that his i've had that 2009 his, his years uh 2000 2013 2014 but if you had a year of incompetence right yeah the stats donald trump put up would be comparable to um what russell westbrook's triple double season tom brady season where he had randy moss and put up those insane numbers like that's what he did like from the beginning, um, he was just signing executive orders, holding him up. He wanted to ban all the Muslims. <laughs> He's kept talking about tax reform. That still hasn't passed, by the way. That still isn't up. Wanted to repeal Obamacare. He's actually fucking horrible at presidenting. He, <laughs> he galvanized the left. Jesus Christ. But you know what he is? he was good at, though? 
he was good at distracting people this entire year he's, no matter what oh he's great at it he's, he's great at distracting I, I was people. about to say no don't say was he presently is great at it he's the best because he know he understands marketing and he understands entertainment and he knows like the best way to entertain people is be like he spent, hey look over there he spent yesterday talking about the father of the los angeles lakers point guard rookie point guard <laughs> and, and even van axel like what but here's the thing though like i feel like we should follow his arc and the Greek freaks arc over the course of the next four years. Cause I feel like it's the same thing. Like, you know, there's going to be this consistent level of this shit going on for the next four years. Like, I that don't think, true. I don't think anything is about to stop with Trump. It's, it, it is also kind of like, I remember when LeBron was a rookie on 2k, right? And when you play franchise mode, it's amazing to think about now, but if you played franchise mode, then for the next 13, 14, 15 years, LeBron would average like 27, 8, and 7. And we'd sit there and think, you can't have that consistency over, <laughs> over that extended Donald period Trump is of time. That consistent. Yes. Like, I know everyone thinks that, and I blame a lot of the left wing media for this, uh, just thinking that Donald Trump, uh, oh, is this it? Is this the thing that's going to kill him? Is this it's going to end him? That's like asking for LeBron to be injured. No, nothing is ever going to end him except another election. Stop watching water boil. The only way to defeat LeBron James is to beat him in a playoff series. The only way to beat uh, Donald Trump is to beat him in an election. He will not be impeached. I hate to hear them bring that up. No one is going to save you. The... What, what is it, the fucking arc of, like, justice in the universe, Ben? So, no, Barack Obama, no, everyone else, it does not. Sometimes life is just life. Shit is fucked up, and Donald Trump is president. And you know what? Thankfully, knock on wood, so far, no nukes. I mean, yeah, photo. Knock on wood. Yeah, photo. I mean, yeah, yeah, four yeah, is going to be the year. I mean, because G- Giannis, three years from now, my God. Because you know what can happen? Is like I think during World War Three, America would not have an election. No, no, they would not have an election. So, so what does that mean, though? Does are we going to get? Oh my God, that means you may get extended years of him. Then, I mean, don't put it past him. He's great at distractions. Oh, listen, and I honestly believe he's on the the Tyson zone of insanity because I would not be so every day. And I guess this is this is jumping ahead a bit, talking about monoculture. But there are certain things you check every day. You check the highlight reel for what Kyrie, Porzingis, or Greek Freak, or LeBron did. And you check to see what Donald Trump has tweeted every single day. So I wake up every day thinking uh, about what he did. And it could be from a wide range of him tweeting about what he ate for breakfast to dropping a diss track on somebody to him full out declaring war on social media none of that would surprise me like all of that is in play and i've never seen that no one's ever seen that before no one's ever seen that before and we'll move on from trump to like some of the other things because like he said like we said um he infects everything and you know what's another infects is a perfect word for him what did not take donald trump down sexual harassment could take down everyone else not donny boy Tony Boy survived. I think he had eight accusers accuse him of it. And then he had audio of him saying that he grabbed women by the pussy. This is way back in 2016. I know that seems like the long, That's when sexual harassment was okay. It was, yeah. It, it was, didn't it hit was Hollywood okay yet. It was just Bill Cosby. It was, it was, ju- it was just Bill Cosby. White people Everyone hadn't started thought, doing it yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, 
Look at it now. Now there's no more Hollywood. Now there's no more Hollywood. People don't even want to go to the movies there's, anymore. There's no longer going to be entertainment because what we have learned now. And you know who I feel has been for years, and we see it now, the most honest and truthful of all industries has been the porn industry. Mm-hmm. Because they have taught us for I mean, for, from time, what am I supposed time to say? Time memorial. That thing there. That the casting coach is made for one thing and one thing only, and that is to get you laid. Because that is all they did in porn. Because let's be honest, you could decide who could be in these movies without the casting couch. Of course. You don't need the casting couch. You could do it via audition tape. You know how the kids on Stranger I was just about Things to say. There? They didn't actually show up anywhere. They saw them on tape and be like, let's cast that kid. Most popular show of the year. That kid has no teeth. He's in. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't need him in here for that. Like, I feel like that's how it should be done. And moving forward, that's going to have to be how it's done now. Because ain't nobody getting in no closed door with any of these sleazy like, dudes sorry, of right? power. But, like, this is one of the things that I keep talking about this. Because we've done, like, two or three podcasts on sexual harassment. Is that I am not surprised by anyone being on the list. Like, no. Charlie Rose just came on the list. And men are not surprised because... Like, we, we talk to niggas all the time. Like, I I understand. Like, we've had conversation with people like this. We hear their thoughts. So, we say, like, when whenever I ever hear a man just be like, oh, I would never. Or, oh, like, that's so beyond the pale. I'm like, I know you lying. Yeah. I like, know you lying. Like, you're trying to make yourself sound a little too good. I know you lying. The latest two were uh, Charlie Rose and uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Tambor, which is kind of funny. Jeffrey Tambor is hilarious. Listen, I'm with Dan Levitard on this. Just the idea of Jeffrey Tambor doing that is fun. I don't care. When do I don't know when are we allowed serious? to get these jokes off about this? I'm sorry. I don't Cause, know. Because, like, everyone takes it very seriously. And it is a serious issue, but so is Donald Trump. And so is race, and we get to make jokes about that shit. Hold on. It wasn't serious when he said grab him by the pussy. You know what it was then? Well, I'm more into his policy than what he said. Locker room talk. So how come none of this other stuff is locker room talk? Because another thing Levitard said, we are at the point now. Wait, wait, wait. All right, go (laughs) ahead. It ain't locker room talk because, like, they've been accused of crimes. No, 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 no. There's Hold a on, picture but, of Al Franken. Right, but that's the point that I was getting to, though. Everyone is being grouped into... Everyone is under this wide umbrella that has sexual harassment, and they're ranging that from the actual criminals like Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby them to people saying inappropriate things to women. Let me tell you like, something. All of them are being grouped together. I think that's going to be 2018 where we... Um, where there's going to be a parsing on, is this first-degree murder? Is this manslaughter? Like people are gonna I say, I think we like, should be doing that now. Which degrees of sexual harassment there were, but that didn't start to hit a wave really until the Al Franken. Shit. Because Jeffrey Tambor said something. He didn't actually touch anybody. He said, he said, I well, want to ravage no. you sexually. <laughs> no, but then he 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 accompanied that with um, going in dick first. We won't talk about that in dance culture. But he went in dick first and then said, I want to ravage you. The hill I choose to die on. The choose to die on. Go with dick first the rest of my life. So it will affect everyone. It seems to be taking down and clearing out the culture. And listen, sometimes this has to happen for the culture. Like this, the shit that people got away with 20 years ago, you can't get away with now. And people just hate change is not necessarily a bad thing. And obviously, if you live in society, you realize at some point, shit just seems off. Like there doesn't seem to be something right about this. So there is a change needed. So if the change makes you uncomfortable... If men end up losing some power she over this, should. so fucking what? That's what it should be. But one of the points that I make in regards to this is what is going to be the backlash? And I know like 
the backlash is going to be like if men become accused of this lose jobs lose career over this they'll be like oh i'll just only hire men then or like because they want to hold on to that bit of power and quote unquote don't have to be politically correct which was a part of the reason trump got existed how else will they manifest not wanting to be politically correct how else will they hold on to these last vestiges of power because in order for you to take power you have to take power like radically you can't just take power from people just yeah no like, one gives it away oh yeah you know what you know what uh you know what yeah it's, it's fine yeah it's fine. I, okay, I understand gonna, i understand no 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 no, 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 no you no. take it you see how long it takes for them niggas to take power from mugabe you take, take it from men right just from men in general and then from white men they've they have no idea what it's like to have to have to seed anything great segue coming up you know what they've never done never lost They've never fucking they have lost. never lost. They have never lost. But their record impeccable. Undefeated. What? Guys. Speaking of never lost. LeVar Ball. Ronaldo's hero. <laughs> if Nal had a Mount Rushmore, LeVar Ball would be on it. LeVar yes. Ball had an amazing year. Um, He's going to have an amazing decade, I promise you. One son drafted second overall to the Lakers. Immortalized in Game of Zones from Bleacher Report. He, uh, LaMelo has a Ferrari... Leangelo has a Ferrari. No, Melo, Melo got a Lambo. Leangelo oh. got a Ferrari. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just letting you know. Wait, why nobody is talking about what kind of car Alonzo have? He's the one who actually Shit, is a professional. That's right, it's his money. What does he have? I don't know. Big baller brand, like, debuted. They switched up the sneakers Them niggas times. ain't saying nobody no tennis. Ain't nobody get no tennis. I never yet. supposed to get them this month. And everyone keeps talking about LeVar Bali. Said that he would beat Jordan one-on-one. Says that the Lakers don't know how to coach his son. Got into a beef with Donald Trump, um, was accused of sexism and survived. So, so a lot. I feel like he's gonna survive everything because now we're placing him in that. He's now in that zone where Marshawn. He's in the space where Marshawn Lynch and Gronk exists, where they're kind of the lovable, laughable doofus that even when they step out of bounds and do some shit that you know they shouldn't do, we're able to brush it off because, like you said, survival is the right word for his whole. Uh, really misogynistic comments he made about that referee that I thought was going to hit him harder than it did, but it just kind of it just kind of brushed away. And now, like Harvey Weinstein didn't make it hot in the streets yeah, right there. Now he's on. He's been largely a sports topic because his sons are sports stars. So it was it was a ESPN and a Fox Sports One kind of thing, and anyone that ran a sports blog. Well, now with what happened with Jello in China, China. Now it's a legitimate news thing. So now CNN has discovered him. Now LeVar Ball has been on CNN for 20 minutes and they are seeing all of this for the first time and they just cannot believe that this regular black father from Chino Hills, California is sitting here talking about the president of the United States like he's some other dude around the block. Have a good Thanksgiving, Donald. Tell the president have a good Thanksgiving. Tell him I said that. Uh, I just can't imagine what you'll do when you get into this position. And Kaizen is just constantly shaking his head. He wouldn't have brushed his hair for like 10 years in a row. I could be as bad as LeVar Ball. You think Kaizen could go to Duke? Uh, I mean, the way they doing things now, obviously somebody getting something. So, Did they get Zion too? Or are they going to get Zion? I don't know what to think about this. I mean, we supposed to be getting him, but I don't know what to think about this anymore. all miss out on Ball Ball. I think I, I told I told you and Andrew what I thought it was. I think Cal just got out ahead of this FBI thing. 
They trying to lock niggas up now. Yeah, no, I th- I think I I mean because the best way to do this that I've seen from every every criminal mastermind knows is you have people on the inside. So I think he just had people on the inside knowing that all of this was all of this was coming down. So he kind of he kind of euro stepped all of that, which explains why we have the youngest team in college basketball history right now. You really wanted to get this take out there, like you had that take, what? like that take was on your chest. No, like I mean, you just had to let it go. No, literally, we had, this is the youngest, most inexperienced team in college basketball, and there's a reason behind it. Set it flame. Will I be? You uh, know what else was a flame? What else? Fire festival. That happened in 2017. That was 2017. Are we? That's 2017. Was it? Was it? I don't think so. No, I feel like that was last year. No. What part of the year that was? Wait, was it last year? I think it was last year. Shit, okay. Let's just forget fire. <laughs> Why you let me put that on the fucking list? <laughs> because I didn't realize it until you said it just now. I was like, when did that happen? You know what? This is staying in. No, yeah. Don't this take is, it out. This is the amount of preparation. Yeah, that no, 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 no. No, legit, legit work through it. I feel like, yeah, I feel like if you've been Bam. listening this long, Wait, you're not going away. I'm staying with that fire t- team. I went to say team just now. Right. Wow. Theme? Theme. Okay. Tylenol PM kicking in. You know what else is on fire? The hot boys? Not man's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to be in bed. Okay. Um. And uh, to Phil Sims it, we talked about it before the podcast where <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> and I feel like most people aren't going to get this reference, but this is the closest we've come to... Well, I guess Jim Carrey would be the closest we've come to Andy Kaufman. They have a new movie on Netflix about that, yes, by the I way. Yes, I to watch that. Uh, I th- it's the role that sent Jim Carrey crazy. Well, no, real-life shit happened to Jim Carrey that kind of... I'm not going to say he's crazy, but, but some real-life shit happened to him where his like girlfriend committed suicide and stuff like that. Sorry to be a downer. Yeah, and then you just realize that maybe all this is bullshit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it is, it by is. the way. Yeah, it is, it is. Don't it worry. is. I say that all the time. I say... Social media is bullshit. Every time I post is bullshit. Every time you post is bullshit. Yeah. Most of this is bullshit. It's bullshit. But, Watch um, a Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. So, what is his real name? Michael? What? Big Shaq. Does people know Big Shaq's real name? Right? Who? <laughs> you mean his name is Man's Not Hot? Okay. So never be hot. It, Go ahead. Give me a take. I don't understand how people didn't know from the very beginning that it was a joke because I no. knew the I knew the minute I watched it. No. I said, okay, he's just doing the British version of Chocolate Dropper. Monique thinks it's real. Many people do. I don't think she's they alone. Still think it's real. I don't think until they see interviews with him in a normal setting that they realize he doesn't wear. Listen to what Monique a jacket all the time. Our sister Monique, she said she's she's in her forties, multiple children. She says this is what rappers come to. That they said that immediately as she said that, and she said, "Man's not hot." All the kids then started going skid a pop pop pop. And, and then boom, started boom, reciting boom, boom. every fucking lyric. And I just said, they don't know the difference that this isn't just like, that this is supposed to be comedic. They're like, this is rap. Yeah, that just sounds How cool different for them is to it say. from Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang? It's extremely different. How dare you? And the thing about it is, if you just watch the entire clip, you will see that one I mean, of his... I, you realize I like both of those songs equally. Yeah, I know. But okay. you will you will see that I think most people do because Man's Not Hot actually became a song that's on the charts. Yes, he actually performs it at concerts. It's no longer and just a joke. Go crazy. Yeah, they lose their wait, fucking wait. minds. I'm just saying, wait until you experience it, and you're like, whoa, Basel. You think I could be saying it? Then go pop, 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 pop. 
But yes, we all will. But and if you watch the entire clip, his other character was on right before that, and he left. The other character was great, by the way. Yeah, I love them. I keep waiting for that one to blow because I love his ad libs. I I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember what the name is. But MC Quake, MC Quake, Quake MC and Shakes. Quake. Listen, you have Quake's balance. I think is as good as Man's Not Hot. Yeah, <laughs> balance is good. Siaga, it's as good as Man's Not Hot. Y'all don't appreciate that shit enough. Old time Asni. One one thing this this is doing though, uh, it's doing wonders for for British slang that that Drake didn't really get off the ground. But this is causing a lot more. Drake got some of this off the ground. Because it is uh, featuring them on his album? Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, I mean, that's what fine. he's doing. He's the, he's the greatest culture vulture of the 21st century. He is. He is. Is he? Mike Krzyzewski. Uh, <laughs> bro- <laughs> it's doing wonders for, for words like bruv and in it. In it. Uh, first, I love bruv. I feel like if you've been watching British TV for, like, because we've been watching BBC for a while and we've just been waiting on this to happen. Like, watching Top Boy, like, people who are just discovering Top Boy now, boy, Drake like them, because Drake bringing Top Boy back now. Drake just, like, say Top Boy before us. I don't know what's wrong with that thing. He like other people things. Like, oh, man. Okay. Pause. Speaking of liking other people things, another awful segue. What are you segueing into this one? But I don't even know. Okay. Um, Bahama. I know. I just, we just need to know Bahama's topic. <laughs> <laughs> Bahama is stealing Atlantis' swag. When you say other people's names, I thought you was going to say Cardi B. Mm. But, uh... No. I was going to... We'll save Cardi for after Bahama. Okay. But, okay. So, Bahama is, like, it's open. Yeah. It's actually, like, the rooms are available. SLS had their grand opening. People went to that. They opened up a bunch of the restaurants. Some good, some not so good. It's the new place for poses to go. Yeah, I mean, and posers are always going to need someplace new to go. They always need somewhere new where they believe is exclusive and other people don't go to. So, yeah, Although everybody ends up going there, so nothing is really exclusive because this is all bullshit. Like, and none you, of you are exclusive. You end up seeing the same people that you would have seen it's an, a, at another place two years ago, so welcome. N- not two years ago, uh, a couple of weeks ago, because all of the people... You hey. know what? All of the people that think they're exclusive go to all of the same things together. That's true. And then see each other. And, and like, then see each other being again. exclusive and together they, and, and not they, exclusively. And then and they all just take pictures together because hey but you know what bahama is great for when people are out of town you take them there look at this fire <laughs> and these fountains and these fountains. we've got fire we've got fountains got and fountains. lots of space to walk hey, around i know Have you've your fill. heard of those swimming pigs we're not gonna go because that shit expensive but there's, there's a bar, bar called swimming pigs you can look at pigs painted on the wall close enough and close there's, enough there's like a noodle bar or some shit and then there's gonna be like hey there's gonna be a rooftop club yeah. Which is going to be, oh my God. Oh pose, my God. Pose is going to go crazy <laughs> oh with God. that being exclusive. My God. I can't wait for like the... Um, the exclusivity of anybody willing to pay is just no, no, going no, no, to no, drive no. them crazy. What I can't wait for is the Instagram photos from the top of the rooftop thing. Is it's this gonna, gonna, It's going to become like what Sugar in Miami is. Because, I mean, we fucking go in there. But it's going to become yeah. exactly what Sugar in Miami is where... Everyone just goes there and takes the exact same city picture. It's nice. the orange chairs. It's orange chairs. Do, yeah. what, what is going to be the, the orange chairs for Bahama? I mean, they have their pool, the SLS pool. Oh. Wait, you realize the orange chairs don't exist no more, right? Like, they blew now. How would I realize that? Nigga, I don't go to? Because Leah's posted. Oh. She don't talk to me about them kind of things. Man, it could never be hard. I disappointed today. What you didn't do? I got in a car accident. I didn't go to the assignment. 
but you dumb. You shouldn't have asked me for a call. Anyway, it's moving on from Bahamar. Um, what else you want to go to? We didn't even this? really want to talk about Bahamar. No, we just wanted to talk about like the posingness of it. Okay, now we can go to Cardi B. Okay. Let me just say, Cardi B is going to be in the final four. I think I already yeah. know what the final four is going to be. No, she should be. Trump is basically like fucking Duke, North Carolina, Kansas. He is. He is in. He is. Le- he's and LeBron. The, the only other person who I know is in the final four is Cardi fucking B. Absolutely, but um, she had pound for pound the greatest year, the greatest turnaround, the biggest song, the best relationship, yeah. everything. There are. Uh, best breasts memes being made about you know people just wanting their 2018 to be what cardi b's 2017 was and if you before remember before i purged my uh instagram of all the thoughts that i like too much of their pictures yes and she was one of the personalities i used to follow and one of the pages i would check would be like what ratchet shit are you going to say yeah and if you followed her career from then to see where she is now it's been absolutely fucking tremendous and you're and so proud i think yeah those are the people that appreciate this the most not the people that just came in on the tail and like after she because a lot of people discovered her from when she went on love and hip-hop and yeah. I, I try to tell them no 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 she got that role from a series of ratchet videos on instagram yes. and then you would remember the if we beef we beef for everything that was yeah. from instagram that wasn't from love and hip-hop where she did the worst acting I've ever seen where she turned around. Yeah. And if we be we be forever. No, no, no. That was from Instagram. She made it on the show. She had some other songs. What was the other song that she did, man? Because she had other songs she before that. She could do anything right now, bro. No. And then... And then she had the song of the summer. The year, probably. The year. No, but then we introduced it at the Song of the Summer, and I remember this podcast, and fucking Randy telling me that it wasn't the Song of the Summer. I was like, you're out your mind. People will love this song, and the bars are great. Couldn't fuck with her if you wanted to. I mean, it... Say, say, say something. No, no, no. I agree. I would agree with you on that aspect. Uh, sometimes it just pisses me off when I'm out, and I see uh, the confidence that she's... Uh, the confidence and bravado she's given to girls that look so very horrible. But that's what it's supposed to do. No, that's I understand what that. Does though. no, I get that. I get that. I'm just saying it annoys me sometimes. Yeah, and I'm sure we have been annoying about tons of stuff too. Everything. Yeah, we have an entire we have a twelve part podcast devoted to Game of Thrones, a fictional series about a book and dragons and incest. I mean, that sounds great though. It is a really good show. But yeah, her, listen, her, the year that she had, I can't think of, I mean, who else is, who else is comparable to having a year like this where like every aspect they just hit a home run out of the park with, like you mentioned, her personal life and to go from just somebody that was on IG, just turning their phone around and saying exactly what they feel, talking about ratchet shit to being on TV, to being a legitimate artist and not just an artist, but an artist that broke records. So she's not, it's not like you just became a semi-successful rapper that people know your name and you got a couple of videos. Number one on the billboard? Like, that, that, that's ridiculous. Like, if you wrote this, it would seem like a ridiculous thing to happen in a movie. Hey, Offset. And she got engaged. Offset, great job letting yourself be wifed. You gotta hurry up nothing that though. I mean, like, you gotta do that. But ASAP. that's the thing. But them niggas made... Right away. Them niggas made so much money the year before, though. That's how you get Cardi, but now I feel that she has wifed him. Like, that's a... 
that's a real power broker kind of move there. He really did like some Jay Z Beyonce shit. Cause Jay Z ain't just get with Beyonce because he thought she looked good. I mean, everybody think Beyonce looked good, yeah, but that wasn't a reason. Yeah, yeah, come on, that wasn't a reason behind it. Everybody knew that everyone looked good. Yeah, that was not Every, the reason like, behind Jay Z. Everyone that. who you see is attractive. Yeah, I remember like, when attractiveness is not what's gonna get it done. The minute I heard about that shit, I was like, that nigga do enough to be the most powerful. Good job. Buddy. That's why I Offset doing it too. Good job, Offset. Good job, Cardi. You're, Cardi, I'm going to say it. You're in the final four. Remember, You've we thought Quavo should have done that. We told Quavo don't listen. Quavo don't listen to the podcast. I feel like Quavo don't even like Ratchet Gals. I feel like Quavo is do stuff like... I feel like Quavo is date like the most eccentric hippie type gals. No, but I know... He don't like Karuchi. Because he can't fight. I feel like that was a number one yeah. sign. Yeah. That's uh, true. Yeah, because offset and takeoff is like go to jail and shit. Quavo, I'm in the jail. The fuck, no, nigga, I acting. <laughs> Donald Glover called me. And he was the first one to get up when Joe Button do that shit. though. he dropped the mic first. That's because he know he had them fake two niggas. Fight. Yeah, nothing better than a fake fight. Yeah, you know how tough you could fake look. <laughs> Shit's amazing. Anyway, speaking of acting, um, television this year because like not a lot of movies made it. Um, maybe like Get Out and Wonder Woman, which I think like hit a certain wave and I think we're the probably two most culturally important movies of the year thus far we haven't seen like the Oscar contenders but television has surpassed movies we've said this Game of Thrones had like a, a up and down season more down than up we still did the podcast every Sunday we still watch it we still like there were still leaks there were still spoilers um John Nutton his Annie you know it's a great show Dragons. I thought you meant our John <laughs> You know what I'm gonna post tomorrow? I'm gonna post. Say that sentence again. John, not Anisani. Anisani. Oh, Jon Snow. Not Thank you. Daenerys Targaryen. But remember when we John... actually have a John Nut? No. But remember when? Remember when John was in Sacramento and then he messaged us that he met someone from the Ringer and he think his name is John and yeah. me and you kept responding, "You're John." Yeah, that yeah, was, was a great conversation. I know he was getting so frustrated <laughs> because we just would not let it go. We're like, "No, you are you drunk? You're it was, John." It was it was one of those <laughs> it's one of those great moments you didn't even have to plan. It just happened organically, and then he just you're stopped like, talking. You're like, "Jesus fucking Christ, you're John." He just stopped talking. So. Game of Thrones up and down. Stranger Things, I think, was the oh, better show. Oh, but it was it was still a landmark Game of Thrones. It yeah, was, because some things gonna... happened that we've been waiting for for seven years, though. There was an ice dragon. <laughs> the dragons came to Westeros. Yeah. Uh, Cersei's still alive, motherfuckers. We've been waiting on this. I, I was going to say a word that I probably could have said before Hollywood uh, imploded, but... We were waiting on her to finally get to Westeros because she'd been moving like a millimeter a year. Wait, what, what could you say? I'm curious. What you was going to say? No one's going to listen to this. Everybody listens to this. What are you talking about? Okay, everyone listens to this. Anyway, Cersei, still alive. I think I need to make a... Remember last year when I made the March 17th pledge? New pledge. I don't date anyone until Cersei dies. Cersei has to die first. Yeah, you do realize the show only got like a year left, right? No, that's fine. Get the time. Okay. Time All right. Time. Not until Cersei dies. Cersei's still alive and kicking. Okay, so what if she survives throughout the entire show? Because I know how TV is. I know she's not going to survive. Somebody got to survive. I'm going to talk so much shit from the season. Like, as soon as that first trailer I mean, drops, but you know they're not going to kill all the evil people, right? 
like somebody is going to make it. I mean, the start you can't. He, Double R ain't wrapping this up in a neat little bow for everybody I mean, he, to walk away from. The books won't from. be complete. He just has to tell them how it's going to end and be like, y'all fit this in, and then I'll write books that are much better than your little shitty TV show. That's his actual plan. Oh, okay. I didn't but, know that. But Stranger Things, I think, like took over. And like We talked about Game of Thrones being part of the monoculture. I think Stranger Things got to monoculture level where like everyone was able to talk about it. Everyone watched it. Everyone posted it. The difference is Stranger Things took place over two months. I mean, Game of Thrones took place over two months, whereas Stranger Things was like a weekend or two, and that was it, and it was gone. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the it's the Game of Thrones for for binge watching. Um, I think it's on the way to the the celebrity status, I guess you could put it, for what Game of Thrones has has reached. But it reminds me of the first few years of Game of Thrones, where um, you know, people were onto it, people started talking about it, it generated a buzz. But now Game of Thrones just has blanketed, I feel like blanketed the entire earth. Like every Sunday became an event. But you don't get to have that with Stranger Things because you just, like you say, you just binge watch it in a couple days. So it's yeah, like you, you move in, you move in at your own pace. Yeah, everybody just sit on your couch and then just yeah, every, it everybody's not being bothered by people anytime you want it. it so was wh- so, so which and it had eleven. Yeah, but which one is better though? Or uh, I mean, is Handmaid's it, Tale. Is Handmaid's it, Tale was the best show of the season. No, of not the year. no, 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 no. I don't mean which show was better. I mean. Which one do you think um, is more appealing to today's culture for us to to us to have the weekly events like Game of Thrones it's became? Ga- it, you know what? It's Game of Thrones because it still harkens back to a time when everyone talked about the same shit, and you have a you have more of a sense of community with Game of Thrones because you get to like be with people and watch and it. It's, I mean, and it's five years older, so it's been around five years longer than Stranger yeah, so, Things. So we have because even Game of Thrones season two was in like what it is now yeah that's what i'm grow. saying when we first started watching it when ned first got his head chopped yeah, off everybody like, was on really this shit like that you really want to see 11 go through puberty no you just want, yeah you going to be like ended before then like go act in some other shit mm-hmm. like you go remake the hunger games and make it better than the fucking one with jennifer lawrence hmm yeah exactly 11 should probably also be uh lara croft um she should probably I don't want to think about her as Lara Croft right she now. She should probably also be in Kill Bill. Nick, pause. No, gross. Ew. No, I'm saying when she's an older person, like her acting career. Oh, no. She should be like in Star Wars or something. They should replace this current girl. With no, her. the current girl is fine. You know what? The uh, the girl in, spoiler alert, in, um, what's the one? Shit, the one was on the uh, Rogue. I wish she was still alive because she killed that. She was really good in Rogue One. Rogue she, is dead? Yeah, she died. Wow, you really haven't watched the movie in a long time. <laughs> she dies at the end of it. Spoiler alert, everyone. At the end of Rogue One, your favorite character is going to die. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Moving on. But the best show of the year to me was Handmaid's Tale, and it fit perfectly in with, like, this current movement of, like, people being exposed to, like, what society could look like. Good for you, Peggy. Good job, Peggy. What's this... Uh, it's like what she told Don she would do. Like, she would surpass him after she left him. This actress seems to have actually done that. <laughs> so, like, the Me show was so John good. Hamm has just done an episode of Black Mirror. And, like, it's just been living. And then the dude, Matthew Rayner, was accused of sexual harassment. Of the course. creator of the show. Of course he was. So, like, Stranger Things delves into, like, what society could actually become if there's, like, some kind of revolution. If there's martial law in place. If men who are accused of sexual harassment get so angry that they decide... You know what? 
we're going to have women color-coded and there will be some devoted to this and devoted to that. It was like one of the more disturbing dystopian shit that I've ever seen in my life. Freaked me out. Um, What do you think the sexual harassment was like on the set of Mad Men? Where they had to actually be in the 50s and 60s. I mean, just read any of the Matthew Wiener's stuff. Oh. Of, like, the things that he did. Okay. These, about the sexual harassment, like, these dudes have a constant, like, they're always showering. They're yeah. always showering, wearing towels, and jerking off into plants. I know that move. Not the jerking off into plants. I was about just, to say. Not- <laughs> I was about to say that had been fucking weird, bro. Listen, I don't even have a casting couch, but I just know whenever a girl is coming over, you always hop in the shower when they say they're like a minute away. All right. <laughs> you never answer the door fully closed. <laughs> Why? You, thank you, Charlie Rose, Bill O'Reilly, Harvey Weinstein, Ronaldo Dorsey. I just go the through four, my... The four horsemen of the apocalypse. I go through my mind every day to think of... Did I sexually harass someone? If you're buying the answer is probably yes. Okay, but they actually harassed me too, so we even. You know what? Just let it sit. <laughs> okay, uh, who else we have to talk about? Oh, Kaepernick. <laughs> I, listen, this is 40 minutes in. I'm tired of segues. We got to like rush through some of Yeah, these. okay, all right. Let's, let's, so Kaepernick let's started in 2016. Yes. But like, um, the impact was really felt in the NFL this year. Is it came a crescendo when Donald fucking Trump? This because everywhere, everywhere, <laughs> monoculture, monoculture, everywhere. So it started. The momentum started to die down. You know, people wondered what would would the protest continue the for this season? What was it going to be like? Had a lot of people. You know, it lost some steam. Kaepernick hadn't gotten signed. Uh, everyone seemed to be okay with him getting blackballed. It was gonna- <laughs> the entire society was just like. Oh, he's supremely qualified to get this job, and he hasn't done anything wrong. But no. It was going to wither away. But then Trump just got riled up because he's a professional wrestler, and he was on the stump, and he was in Alabama, and shit just got away from him, and he outright just called NFL players sons of bitches, which was still one of the weirdest things I've ever seen a president say. Yes. I mean... You know what? Our last prime minister flipped the bird, so, you know, whatever. But he called the NFL players uh, sons of bitches and gave voice to what a lot of people thought owners felt in the first place, that they should fire them if they did anything. So, obviously, niggas responded with, like, don't dare us. Um, We lift a lot of weights. We have tons of testosterone flowing through our bodies. Ain't nobody going to tell us what to do, no matter how much money they make. People also realize, like, what Donald Trump actually, actually means when he calls... When he says athletes and NFL players and how they should be fired, he wants to say niggas. He doesn't understand why he just can't say niggas. You think he's talking about Jason Witten? No. (laughs) He's not talking about Jason Witten. You think when Jerry Jones said my boys are going to He's a great friend. Of course. (laughs) They ain't talking about none of them. They're not talking about any offensive lineman from Northeast Ohio. That's That's all I'm saying. And Kaepernick... Like, despite this, he was still, like, being very quiet throughout this time. He continued his work as an activist. He continued working in different communities, giving away a lot of money, doing, like, highlighting a lot of issues. But I think that Kaepernick at some point, I I know his silence has proven to be powerful, but he actually needs to speak. Because, like, when he actually does speak, and it's all about timing when you choose to do it. Oh, but you know the reason he's not speaking? Because he has this lawsuit. This uh, No, the book deal. 
the book well the book deal and the lawsuit yeah, i believe because i, I think the book like what did obama get after leaving office like him and michelle got like six million the lawsuit against the nfl would get garner way more money than that yeah so you being quiet and not being signed because of this when you have people running out on the field like jay fucking cutler as quarterback oh no nate peterman Nate Peterman threw five interceptions and a half. Okay, we we joke about this. You better than Nate Peterman. Yeah, and I have, and I was terrible. I didn't play in like two years. Yes, I'm still. I could throw five interceptions and a half. No, you could throw three. Four. Yeah, you could throw three. Yeah, I don't know if you could get to five. Yeah, sometimes you could just like try scramble. You won't gain a yard because the defensive lineman faster than you. Yeah, but you could just like run out of bounds. I could try, but not throw it. I would throw it away. Yes. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. I'm throwing Russell five Wilson. interceptions and 14 no, passes, bro. That. But these Your are mother the, did not put you on the planet to throw five interceptions. <laughs> but these are the people getting jobs, though. And I, I mean, I, it's probably always been like this. I don't know if because of the Kaepernick situation, we've been playing, cl- paying closer attention to it. But the amount of shit that's just been trot out there at the quarterback position, rather, people are literally being. They're just okay with losing. They're okay with throwing the season away rather than giving him an opportunity. And, like, that kind of hate is amazing. Okay. Like, that's dedication. Quickly, moving on. Um, another person who uh, was speaking about cultural issues who's probably going to make the list. Tani C. Coates. He's made the list before. He's going to make it again. He had a new book come out. He had some tremendous essays uh, this year. The first white president, the one about Donald Trump, it's, like, provocative. You get completely ingrained in reading that you know essay. It was weird. I read it and I it, listened to it. And you just sit there and you're like, I don't. I could never write like this. this well, now I got always to be smarter than me. Like I don't get it. Now but I, I appreciate that again. he exists because of how good this shit is. And I listen. I, Kaepernick must listen to it. Of course, he Kaepernick does. must read it. Kaepernick. I hope Kaepernick talks to him and like get some insight and be like, yo, sometimes you can move this way and sometimes you can move you know another way. Like there. There are levels to like how you, how you can address this. I mean, I like I like that. Well, well, not just him, but this wave of guys like 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 him, like Malcolm Gladwell, like Chuck Klosterman, and I. You, you gotta give it up to the Pod Father and people like him for helping to bring them to the forefront of popular culture because it's making intellectualism cool again. Like I feel like we were in that space in 2008 when Barack Obama get, got elected. We were we were moving towards that, but then Chris Brown beat up Rihanna, and niggas was like, "Ah, we back on this ratchet shit. Fuck that!" Like that happened uh, shortly thereafter. I remember why it. Why does it happen so quick? To it me? was like it was like November. We was good, but we were all progressive, and everyone, everyone was moving was forward. Positive as fuck. And then February, Chris Brown beat up Rihanna, and that was it. We was right back. But no, like this, this wave, like that. That shit is amazing, and it's it's translated into a lot of what a lot of like stuff like what we do, a lot of a lot of the sports writers and stuff that we follow, like like Pablo Torre and Bomani Jones and people like that. Like this this wave of intellectualism and critical thinking, it's a huge part of pop culture now. Like you can't just you're not just sitting there and and listening to a person in front of a microphone just tell you what to think and regurgitating that information boy some people do do that no no i know for a lot listen look at who's in office fake news i know for a lot like i always wanted to be like is there any real news because if everything is fake news to some person from their perspective 
There's no reality. In I the know. News. I know for a large I, part what, of the population. What, what, yeah, go ahead. I know for a large part of the population that's still what it is, but you still have a whole lot of dissenting voices uh, against that, though. Yeah, like that's and that's why I think people like Tanahisi and 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 these other dudes are important. But the the fake news thing really hit home with another entry that's gonna make the list. Uh, <laughs> Antifa, because like Antifa all of a sudden became like a right wing uh, rallying point. And the Antifa's whole thing was like, we don't want Nazis to gain any more power than they have. And occasionally we will punch a Nazi in the face. And there, there have been like um, protests at Berkeley about like Ann Coulter speaking and Ben Shapiro. And I don't believe in people um, protesting someone's right to free, uh, to like voice the opinion that they want to voice. But then there is a line of like, okay, what is your opinion? What is hate speech? And what is Antifa's role or these protesters' role and how they view themselves in addressing all of these issues? And I think Antifa deserves to make the list because, one, almost solely based on off of Charlottesville, because like I said, some of the other protesters I didn't agree with. But sometimes you do have to punch a Nazi in the face. Uh, many times you have to punch a Nazi, oh, Nazi like, in the face. They're, they are Nazis. Like, you, can't, you can't be pro-Nazi at any point. You can if you're the president and you could say they're bad people on both sides. He's everywhere. You you can't. You cannot escape him. What's what's amazing about that Antifa thing to me, right? Um They are so good at these like the right yeah, is so good is... at these talking points and trying to brand someone into being like this huge big boogeyman. And I always I they do the same shit that they the do. Play. They did this with Black Lives Matter, now they're trying to do this with Antifa. And they and like when a saying or like a slogan is too good, like fake news, fake news started from the left. It was a left thing about like how news would spread on Facebook and they would call that fake news. Donald Trump heard this. The right heard this and said, if we repeat it enough, it will become our thing. And ah, T.I., King of the South. King of the South. If you just say you King of the South enough, you would... Wait. King of the Bahamas. That's Timmy. Three awards. All right. Who else? Who else, who else is going to make this list? Aiden. You're sitting here the night before Battle for Atlanta starts. DeAndre Ayton, Nassau's very own. He's already the greatest. He's like pe- people don't like people don't like to hear yeah. it. He's already the best. History yeah. is about to be made tomorrow. He's got. I think these three games, Ayton is going to put on a show. And if you're good and you're the level of good that Ayton is and that the Arizona team is, and you know your friend is home, you know what you do? You feed him the ball. Hey, they do that anyway. Like they, they all realize that he's better than everybody. They do that anyway, except for Angelai when Alonzo traded come back from that injury. He was trying to show out too, but they all feed him the ball all the time anyway. No. Like everybody recognizes this is a transcendent talent, and if we're going to win a national championship, it's on his shoulders. Do you know what you need to win in the NBA? You uh, need a uh, unicorn. Yeah, you need an extra. DeAndre Ayton is a unicorn. There are no good teams that don't have a unicorn except the Celtics, and that's because they have President Brad Stevens as their coach. And a man who believes that the earth is flat as the point guard. You know what I realized? None of the unicorns are American. Or like, all the unicorns can have accents. Duran is a unicorn, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Duran's a unicorn. That's true. Yeah. Like, I think pro- him and LeBron count. They count as unicorn ones. Well, I mean, they like 30. <laughs> that doesn't make them shorter or any less fast. <laughs> or any- it makes I them know. a little less fast. LeBron James. Never mind. Well, other things make LeBron just as fast, and it's not like the yoga balls that he stands on. But yes, um, listen, 
if you do not listen you had the opportunity for buddy uh a, a, a few more people showed up for tum tum who ele- you see how the battle for atlantis could elevate you game in the crowd yeah tum tum dunked on a guy like <laughs> tum tum killed a guy like 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 remember that tum tum dunked on a guy for like the only time in his college basketball career right here so Imagine like the the next level that this is going to take Aiton's game to. And one thing I like about him is he embraces the moment. Like he hey, wants it. What did Aiton say in that press conference? He won the title. And other Bahamian came to battle for Atlanta. Yeah, I won the title. Like I remember, remember when we told John when John was in Arizona and we told him to ask him like where, where do you you know where do you see yourself in Bahamian basketball history? And he legit says I want to be the best. The best, simple like, and plain. Like he. <laughs> He, he wants that. And if you do not go out and watch this man over the course of the next three days, you are disrespecting the flag. That, yes. Yes. We will... We're going to say the shit Donald Trump says yes. about black NFL players about you people yes. who don't show up. As a matter of fact, and you know what they put the John first game? John need to start cutting up that clip. They put the first game at 7 o'clock. Yeah, so y'all, so y'all niggas ain't got no up. excuses. I remember being so disappointed because uh, Buddy's first game was at 7. And at this point, Buddy was already bi- a bi- conference player of the year, but them niggas. Yeah. Y'all could show up for this game. It's 7 o'clock. I was on the road today at 4. Why there was so much traffic? Y'all have time to come to a game. At All they have o'clock. is time. All y'all have is time. We know y'all niggas. Aiden's gonna be on the list. Anyway, Aiden's on the list. I think we should end the podcast here. Some other entries that are gonna make it. Uh, North Korea, of course. Posing. Uh, Captain Ed and his hurricane stories. Yeah. Uh, monoculture. Every rapper named Lil. Uh, what else do I have on here? Um, challenges in general. Now being vegan. And it was like a month. Makes the list. Makes the list. Okay, I think that's it. This has been the 8th Year Juniors Podcast. I need a minute. See you at Battle for Atlantis. 8, don't kill 8. Yeah,